Hi, and welcome to the AM Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and I talk about vintage Boston sports topics from the Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, and Bruins. On this episode, I'll be talking about the pigskin pioneers who preceded the Patriots in the first half of the 20th century in Boston. This one's on Bulldogs, Yankees, and Redskins. Oh my. There were a couple, technically a few, professional football teams that played in Beantown before the Patriots set up shop in the American Football League in 1960. One of these was the Boston Yanks, who were in the National Football League for five seasons in the mid-1940s. They split their home games between the Red Sox's Fenway Park and the Manning Bowl in Lynn, whenever the Old Town team had a home game. It is surprising that a gridiron squad in Boston would choose the moniker of Yanks, considering that the arch enemy of the baseball team that shared its home field was called the Yankees. Unsurprisingly, the team did not go over well. The Yanks would only win 13 games in their five seasons in the hub, even though they had the number one draft pick in 44 and 46, selecting a quarterback from Notre Dame both times, Angelo Bertelli and then Frank Dantzowitz. They even merged with the Brooklyn Tigers in 1945 because of World War II player shortages. After 1948, they raised stakes and headed to the Big Apple, sharing the polo grounds with the New York football and baseball giants. A pigskin pioneer that didn't even make it a season was the Boston Bulldogs, who played six games in the original American Football League back in 1926. The original AFL didn't do that much better, as it only lasted till the end of its inaugural season. The city didn't have to wait too long for a new team, though. After the Newark Tornadoes went out of business after the 1930 season, the franchise was sold back to the NFL. It ended up in the hands of laundromat chain owner George Preston Marshall, who renamed the team the Braves and moved them to Braves Field in the Alston neighborhood of Boston, where the baseball organization of that name was already residing. The team would have a decent first year, ending up with a 4-4-2 record under coach Lud Ray, who would eventually go on to co-found the Philadelphia Eagles with his old college teammate, Burt Bell. The Braves would get a new coach in 32, a purported Native American named Lone Star Dietz. They would be rechristened the Redskins and moved into Fenway Park, occupied by the other diamond dweller in Boston at the time, the Red Sox. They would remain at 500 that year as well, finishing 5-5-2. Seeing pictures of football played in Fenway Park as they somehow packed 100-plus yards sideways into the little green park that could is astonishing. The Skins continued to be unable to leapfrog over a 500 winning percentage in 1934 as they finished at 6-6. Six and six. Dietz, who would later be outed as an imposter regarding his heritage, was shown the door, replaced by Eddie Casey at head coach. Casey would not make a good first impression in 1935 as his group only won two games with an anemic offense that only scored 65 points for the whole season. Clifford Battles was one of the few offensive standouts in this defensive-minded era, leading the team in rushing three times and receiving yards twice during his tenure in Boston. Ray Flaherty would replace Casey at head coach after the season, and things were looking up in 36. After starting the season 4-5, and five, the club would win their last three games, only giving up six points in those to win the Eastern Division Championship. Owner Marshall was fed up with the dwindling crowds at Fenway, though as a little under 5,000 fans showed up for the last home game before the playoffs, a 30 to nothing shellacking of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was so incensed, in fact, that despite the fans who never came to games, he allowed the NFL championship against the Green Bay Packers to be played on neutral territory at the Polo Grounds. Not many fans followed them down to Coogan's Bluff in Manhattan, and they were beaten soundly 21-6 as this was the Pack's first NFL championship of many. Marshall, for his own part, 
packed his crew up and moved them to Washington, D.C. and owned the team till his death in 1969. It was an unstable era in the early years of pro football, with the college teams often getting more ink on newsstands and adoration from fans than professional players. Boston was no different, having Harvard and Boston College close by. The Redskins may have gone on to bigger and better things in our nation's capital, but they got their humble start as the other Braves in Boston during the Great Depression. That's all for this episode of the AM Sports Talk Podcast, and I'll catch you all next time.